Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the PHNX Sun Devils postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Bet just $1 on any NBA team to score a point in their game. And if they do, if either team does, actually, you get $100 in free bets this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's just that simple. Crushing loss to San Diego State at San Diego State, 65-63. to Some good things to take out of it, obviously, um, as always, but um, just can't keep putting my heart through this damn thing with this ASU athletics. And I'm joined by Brittany Boyer. <laughs> hey, what's up? Um, I feel stunned. There were so many lead changes in that game. It was all purely based on momentum. I feel like and at the end of the game, San Diego state had that momentum and it just worked out for them. Same thing with friggin' UC Riverside. It's like, God damn, that's twice now at the buzzer. Arizona state's loss. And we're only four games into the season right now. Yeah, my heart, um, my uh, heart, my chest, <laughs> my emotions, my feelings, my mental sanity. I don't know if I can handle this. Yeah, the 18, um, 18 or 16 points, I believe, from Marion Jackson, the uh, game high for the whole game, actually, not just the Sun Devils, only on five of 18 shooting two for 12 from the three point line. I was saying this during the game, though. Honestly, hoist up whatever you want, Marion. I, 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 he has the potential. It's going to start falling at some point. He's probably shooting a very low percentage on the year so far, but uh, you can see it coming. And uh, he, he gives the effort. I mean, it was evident on that last play when he was able to poke the ball loose and get his yeah. own rebound, essentially, um, and give the Devils another chance. But yeah, just just another really tough game where they couldn't come through in the stretch. There were eight point underdogs in the DraftKings Sportsbook app tonight. Um, so you know they covered that spread at least. Um, obviously only I'm losing surprised by about two. that to be honest yeah no Matt Marcus Bagley probably affects that spread a lot more than we would think um, but without further ado let's just hop right into it um, let's get into the lyric of the game na, 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 I really got to make a jingle for this the lyric of the game tonight comes from the one and only Justin Bieber um, it goes don't tell me you're my heartbreaker because girl my heart's breaking heartbreaker I didn't want to sing it tonight um, I didn't feel like the, <laughs> the Sun Devils fans wanted to hear that um, tonight. But, yeah, just, again, another heartbreaker. Uh, it hurts to to watch, and it's not just across ASU basketball. It's across everything. I guess I would do heartbreaker by who is it, Tyo Cruz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, are a couple, there was a Mariah Carey one. There, there were a couple options I could have gone to tonight, but I bumped that song on the reg. So, I mean, come on. 
you get you gotta do it all right um, all right i give you credit for you know owning up to listening to jv's hey, on the reg on. that's pretty there, there, that's pretty masculine of you i support yeah, it there's no well one good thing to point out tonight um devil shooting a little better from three 37.3 percent uh or from the field sorry 21 percent from three not good from three 37 <laughs> percent from the field they're um, shooting terrible what i meant to say was san diego state shot 28 percent from the field only um so that's something the three-point ball isn't falling as much uh Finally hit a team that was cooling off a little bit. There, there were some really bright moments from a lot of players on this team. There was a lot of different things we hadn't seen. Uh, Luther Muhammad hit a couple big threes. Uh, Kamani Lawrence, same old, same old, uh, rebounding and scoring at will. Uh, he's already got um, so many offensive rebounds on the year. Tonight he finished with 14 points, 12 rebounds, um, five of those being offensive. It's, it's, it's just impressive. And he had three assists on the night as well. Yeah, huge, so, huge stuff. Worth tuning in, Shane Beaver. Yeah, it is. It is worth tuning in. Congratulations on a on the point you guys got tonight. Um, the Coyotes dropped a heartbreaker as well um, in a shootout. Yeah. So five yeah. four, right? Yep. Yeah, that's a uh, tough tragedy. One. Um, well, other, uh, you know, Lawrence was all over the place getting the job done, but uh, really, Marion Jackson was the guy that we've been waiting for him to be. And it took him a little bit of time to warm up. But once he was in the rhythm, we really saw things uh, start to to roll for him. You know, he had 16.7 rebounds, seven assists, and three steals on the night. So he was another guy that was absolutely phenomenal in terms of getting out there and getting the job done. Um, and, Shane, I don't know about you, but I felt like Jalen Graham, um, I you really could tell the impact he had in terms of being back with the team and having even just a couple of days to work with them um, in terms of how it translated on the court tonight. Yeah, he uh, he's still kind of finding his groove and touch. Uh, I don't know how, what the extent was of how much he didn't play basketball. I know he was out because of the COVID restrictions and all, but I don't know how much he wasn't able to touch a basketball in that time. Um, but you, you know, you, you saw him get get a little hotter at the end. There, there were some pretty bad missed bunnies. Uh, he had a really nice face up Jay in the first half um, from about mm-hmm. 15 and 20 feet. Try to try to three. Uh, I'm not sure if he has that yet. He still has yet to hit a three in his ASU career, but I'm I'm fine with it. It doesn't look terrible. It doesn't look terrible. Um, so. No, I mean. He did a great job of uh, really making sure he cleaned up inside of the paint for ASU. And uh, I felt like he did a good job of driving to the bucket and uh, helping get penetrate in the center. Uh, I felt like at times it was a little bit hard to really get through with San Diego State. Um, They have a really tough defense. And I felt like he kind of uh, was able to make plays and open things up a little bit. And I think that's something that they were anticipating Marion Jackson was going to be able to do a little bit more of for his teammates as well. And we're finally starting to to see that with – his seven assists that he had in the night. So, yeah. Uh, one thing that I just keep going back to with this team is the the half court sets and the slow tempo that they try to run consistently isn't just not working. And a lot of what is working mm-hmm. is when they have a good team defensive stop where they first force a turnover and they get out and run. Um, that's how they're able to get that nine point lead um, in the second half and have it erased just as quickly because they were running into half court sets. I don't know. Again, I don't know if that's just because of there's so many new pieces on this team um, that they just haven't played together enough or that there's something with Hurley where maybe he doesn't know how to draw plays. Uh, it's, um, it's probably not the case, but it, there's something wrong. Well, I can tell you verbatim from my inside source um, that ASU had said in transit to uh, the arena tonight that 
They wanted to push the tempo before San Diego State could get set defensively because they are long and they are really good when they get set. So uh, that's from my inside source in terms of what their plan was. They did not do a good job um, right out of the gate in terms of doing that. And I really feel like that slow start that we've seen for the fourth time this year is, again, haunting them when it comes to closing out the game at the end. Also, some really, really just bad missed free throws that should have been made. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jalen Graham obviously going uh, over four on the night. Uh, the Sun Devils only missed five three free throws the whole night, and four of them were Jalen Graham. So hopefully, no, there's no rebuilding in NCAA basketball, Aaron. Um, there's only up and up, and this is uh, th- this is a team that ASU needs to win with now because of how many people will be gone after this year and not a lot of young guys getting playing time. Jemiah Neal missing the what would have been game-winning three at the end pretty badly. That doesn't fall on him. He's not a three-point shooter uh, just yet. Still really raw. really like what I saw from him again tonight, though, on the defensive end. Yeah, I really liked watching Jemiah Neal play tonight. I thought DJ Horn also had mm-hmm. a phenomenal night as well uh, in terms of just being everywhere and trying to be a playmaker and creating opportunities for his teammates. I know he finished only nine points on the night, but he was somebody who was very active out there. Um, we didn't see as much of Alonzo Gaffney as I would have liked to have seen in terms of uh, really kind of creating things in the second half. Um, and I'm sure that this probably – I believe he was in foul trouble, if I'm not mistaken, and that was why they didn't have him play as much, but I'm not 100% certain. Um, um, but he's yeah, somebody Gaff- who I would have Gaffney liked had, to have seen. Gaffney had four and Jalen Graham had four. That's why they were both coming out. That's why they strayed away from the two big lineup that they had in. Um, Bolachi didn't see any minutes in the second half, I don't believe. Uh, he was in for a bit with, uh, I want to say, Graham – um, or maybe, yeah, I think it was Gaffney, actually. Him and Gaffney were doing the Twin Towers setup, which was working a little bit. Um, but let's say we break this game down into quarters like it is in the NBA, 10-minute uh, increments. This, the, what would have been the, what, what is the second and third quarter, basically, of this game was, I think, ASU's best moments of the game. They closed out the second half pretty strong, especially with that Marion Jackson three. That God mm-hmm. bless him. I'm so glad that went in just for his sake. Um, seeing a ball go through the net, I tweeted this earlier, can really give you some momentum, especially before going into halftime. And then in the third quarter, they were obviously able to extend their lead to nine. Um, and a lot of that came with pushing the tempo. And I think that's why you didn't see a lot of bigs in, definitely with the foul trouble. But I think a lot of it came down to pushing the tempo. And mm-hmm. when the tempo that was when they did best. And and what the reason why the tempo couldn't be pushed late in the game is because they were uh, they they put San Diego State into the bonus. I want to say at the 13 minute mark of the first or the second half. Um, and when you're fouling that much, it stops the clock. Obviously, it stops the game, stops the flow, and then you can't run. And when you can't get out mm-hmm. and run with this Devils team, it it gets ugly. Yeah. And, you know, it was pretty obvious as soon as who they were able to go on a run, whatever team was really able to break away and get those a uh, couple mo- momentum changing drives going on. Um, that was really the way that the game would shift. And I, I want to say that there were like uh, 11 lead changes in this game, if I'm not mistaken. Somewhere there were quite there, a yeah. few. Um, and so, you know, you just think about how much of it, it, it was kind of bullying each other in terms of who was going to get the other team to play their game better. Um, And ultimately, I feel like it came down to San Diego State. But, I mean, looking at this matchup on paper, Arizona State uh, leading up to the game before it was announced, they think officially that Marcus Bagley was out. Um, ESPN was only giving Arizona State like a 26.9% chance of winning this game to begin with. 
Um, so to look at the fact that they were able to take it all the way down to the final seconds of the game uh, without Marcus Bagley, I think that that says a lot about this team. Um, and I think it kind of touches on what we talked about at the end of the game on Monday against North Florida. You know, we talked about there being a little bit of a concern going into this tough game against San Diego State on the road after barely being able to squeeze by. Um, but I mentioned that they they play up and play down to the level of their opponent, and I think this was a prime example of seeing them play up to that level. So I do have a lot more confidence now seeing some of the things that they were able to do and just them thinking on the fly. And, uh, you know, you have to have faith that they're only going to get better with time. The more tests that they have, the more uh, that they're out there playing, um, the more they're going to gel together. So I feel pretty good, Shane. I don't know about yourself. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you look at moral victories, and that's not something you want. Um, exa- this is exactly what I was about to bring up. Sellout crowd. Um, San Diego State is one of the toughest places to play. Uh, they have that mm-hmm. setup where the bleachers go up, and it feels like the fans are completely surrounding you. Um, this game gets played on a neutral court. Arizona State wins this game. Uh, and, and the fact that they were able to weather the storm of losing a nine-point lead and then turning it into – what basically felt like a 20 point uh, swing, um, even though they're only down by seven was the largest lead that San Diego state had and whether that storm and keep it under control. Uh, it says a lot about this team. Obviously we know we knew coming into the season, that there was a lot of veterans on this roster. There was a lot of fifth years. There was a lot of guys coming from different environments like Marion Jackson and DJ Horn and Jay Heath um, that could have bring, that could have brought something special to this team and something different, especially. Um, so the moral victory for tonight is just think about that it's early in the season. If they were to get blown out, there would have still been time to work. The fact that they're working toward the goal that is eventual, because in college basketball, the hottest team at the end of the year is the team that succeeds. I said this before. I'll say it again. I'll keep saying it for the rest of the year. All this team needs to do is figure it out. And we're, this ASU team is playing bad, and they're not hitting their shots. This team should be getting blown out. Uh, shooting 20-something percent from the three-point line is just not going to cut it, especially when you rely so heavily on the three-ball. Uh, and the uh, fact that they're in games like this. 21% yeah. tonight from yeah. the three. We thought 26 was bad the other night. 21%. God damn. Low oh, my God, that's terrible. brings up something that I wanted to bring up, too. How weird was it to see Matt Bradley in a San Diego State uniform? Oh, my it God. Weird. He's such it a little weird. That man is – I think he lost a bit of juice. Uh, I remember watching him at Cal, um, and – every time he'd miss a three it was long and i swear it was because of how jacked he was that man looks like a defensive end <laughs> he is crazy um when he went to the free throw line i was like yes matt bradley shooting free throws and then they're like he's an 83 percent free throw shooter i'm like what with those arms um so it's funny to see him out there uh there's just so many transfers yeah. i'm sure there's gonna be more names that pop up in non-conference or just watching and college basketball later this year from the pac-12 yeah you know you hit on that transfer thing and i think that's something that a lot of people are forgetting. There have been so many kids who have hit the transfer portal to move somewhere that's closer to home, maybe left a big name program. Other kids from, you know, this class of 2021 that maybe went under the radar because of the pandemic, didn't get a chance to go uh, to the programs that they necessarily thought they were going to, ended up going to a smaller name that's in their town. And hey, it doesn't take much to change a basketball program and really completely turn things around and get the program on the up and up. And I think that we're going to see, you know, March Madness is always March Madness for a reason, but I think it's going to be even more insane this year. Yeah. um, Another thing I do want to touch on about the trend of this team right now, um, a lot of what was keeping ASU in the game um, when San Diego State would go on runs or even when ASU was just cold uh, when they were missed like five, six uh, field goals in a row um, 
was that the defense it was completely the defense and that's something that i mean obviously this is a this is always a team that's going to give its all and team defense is all about uh trying your hardest and you know give passion and leaving it all on the court um same with team rebounding but this isn't something you expected to be a super strong suit of this team especially after the first couple showings uh the 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 identity of this team that at least we thought of was that they have like four or five absolute flamethrowers on offense uh, mm-hmm. that can that can get hot at any given moment. And then you add Kamani Lawrence, who wasn't even supposed to be one of the leading scorers, and he is ASU's leading scorer, as well as rebounder, obviously. So when you I combine that... Kamani Lawrence is just the leading playmaker in general, yeah, the, especially with some of the team. amazing things he's able to do. Um, I think there were like three pretty amazing plays he made that actually had me in awe tonight. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying this was like end-all, be-all, but at the start of the game, it wasn't going great, and he was the only spark plug for ASU. He had two offensive oh, yeah. rebounds that ended up in layups for him. So, um, But, yeah, you couple that with uh, the defense, and if this team gets hot one night, well, watch out. They can blow anybody out when they're playing that good of defense and they're hitting from three. Because, as I said, anybody on this roster has the has the potential to go uh, for 20 a game, or anybody in the starting lineup, excuse me, um, has the potential to go for 20 a game. Um, we're just waiting for it to happen. Yeah, and, you know, we've talked about it before, too. A lot of of shooting is just mechanics and your timing and just getting that muscle memory pattern down. And I think the more that they practice and the more that they get used to playing games, shooting with somebody in front of their face, the defender there, and just trusting the release and stuff, I think it's going to start to pan out and they're going to start hitting more of these threes. I've touched on that before, you know, trusting the process. Sometimes the process is ugly. Um, I'm hoping that their process is kind of uh, just focusing on – working on whatever it is, whatever it may be that their improvement or technique is, and eventually it will start to pay off and those threes are going to start sinking. Yeah, and I think a lot of it more than that is mentality or it's all mental. Um, A guy like Marion Jackson, who has had such a rough start to the year, I'll get his numbers um, later on in the show for what he's shooting on the year. Um, Such a rough start to the year, but he keeps shooting. I mean, he put up 18 shots tonight and that would be very concerning if he didn't also have seven assists. Uh, he's the main ball handler for the Sun Devils team. And he knows that he knows he has to be a leader. Um, so I think a lot of it's mental with him. That's why I was so excited to see that uh, three at the end of the first half fall, because you, you just got to get going. And once, w- w- I mean, once he has a big game, I feel like he's going to start rolling because as we have t- said, this is the Mac player of the year last year, averaged almost 20 points a game, six rebounds, six assists. He can do everything. Um, he just isn't scoring right now. And that's something that usually comes natural to him. So I'm not worried about that. Now, correct me if I was wrong, but was he not the player who hit the uh, half court shot essentially, or maybe it was just a three point buzzer beater in the opening game to close out the first half as well. The steal that turned into a fadeaway. Yeah, he did have that as well. So, I mean, that's two out of four games where he's had a clutch shot in pressure situations. So he might not have had the best start to games, but there are glimmers and moments and things that I see from him that I do really like, that specifically being one of them because it shows the ability to shoot under extreme pressure when it matters most. Yeah, I mean, look, he's not he's not a guy that's that that's going to go cold and then disappear. He's going to still fill up the stat sheet in other ways. He's always going to go for a loose ball. He's always going to try to get a rebound. And he's always going to look for an open man. And uh, we saw that multiple times uh, uh, in, toward the end of the game. I mean, he, he found a couple open people that couldn't hit their shots. And just how it goes sometimes. Shots go in, shots don't go in. Um, it's basketball. Uh, so, yeah, not a lot of concern there. Um, if you want to hit some shots and some throw some darts, 
uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. That DraftKings Sportsbook app has a lot of options for you, a lot of plus odds um, that you can get for fun. Uh, if you want to just th- throw some throw some darts at a wall, uh, some prop bets. Uh, I've been really enjoying first touchdown scores, I'm sure, as a lot of you NFL bettors have as well. Um, Espo on the Sun show, this has been a really fun tradition. The last two games he's bet on Jay Crowder to score the first bucket in the game, and the odds are crazy. He threw, I think, 20 bucks and won 450-something um, because he scored the first bucket. So last night he did that as well, and Jay Crowder passed on some open shots, and it was pretty funny watching him gamble his money away on that <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, right now you can bet just $1 on any NBA team to score a point in their game, and if either team in that game scores a single point you get a hundred dollars in free bets this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app when you sign up using that promo code PHNX that's promo code PHNX this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app it's 21 plus Arizona only gambling problem call 1-800-NEXT-STEP new customers only eligibility restrictions apply see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details uh just tuning in ASU 65 or 63 uh San Diego State 65 as we mentioned earlier Sentinels fall to two and two on the year, San Diego State improves to two and one. Uh, Low Tongue confirmed brought this up earlier. Uh, San Diego State owns the Pac-12. Um, they have yeah, won their last much. four. They've won their last four in basketball. Um, they had them and over, BYU. They had a win over Utah and U of A um, in football this year. Are sitting at number eighteen in the nation in football. So, uh, yeah, worth to note. Uh, be scared. I wonder who, if any Pac-12 teams play them uh, later in the year. I'll, I'll I'll give that a check right now. I'm pretty sure that they do, but, um, yeah, you know, San Diego State and BYU as well. Arizona State, uh, the women's squad played BYU yesterday on the road, and the women beat them. BYU's women beat Arizona State's women 55-44. to 44. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they've owned pretty much every Pac-12 school that they've played in just about every sport as well. So, you know, it's another one of those, like, why are they not? in the Pac-12 conference. I mean, why not? Add them in. Increase the um, competition. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind it. Uh, did you know that Pac-12 basketball play already started? Uh, Stanford beat Oregon State. No, it was Samford. Again, we're talking about the school Samford. Um, they Samford. beat Oregon State tonight. S-A-M-F-O-R-D. I so, I yeah, saw that that's fun. rolling on the bottom of the screen. <laughs> um, I don't think Pac-12 play has already started yet. No, it hasn't. I was just joking. But we do have a really early game this yep. year. Uh, on the schedule, just in general, because you feel like you don't normally see Pac-12 games by December 1st, but Arizona State versus Washington State taking place December 1st at Desert Financial Arena. So that's going to be the next home game. But, uh, yeah, craziness. Yep. Uh, Already we... in complete insanity. Did you see Oregon lost yesterday too? Yeah. A lot of teams going down. Uh, I think Ohio State lost as well tonight. Um, there's some big big names falling already, um, and hopefully ASU can be one of those guys when they play uh, Baylor on uh, Wednesday. So that that's a big game coming up. Before we get off of the topic of Marion Jackson, I just want to mention, I said earlier I'd find his stats. He's only shooting 33% from the field. It's not as bad as I thought. It's not great. Um, you want to hover around the 50-45 range uh, at least. Um, so not, 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 the, not the worst start, uh, but – Certainly not the best for a guy who was the Mac player of the year last year. Yeah, you would definitely like to see those uh, numbers improve. Um, I'm interested to see what Jalen Graham is able to do, and I think he's a little bit more acclimated. He had a couple turnovers today that I think were uncharacteristic. If he would have been a little bit more focused and uh, maybe had had a little bit more time in terms of practicing and getting back out there and getting comfortable. And I say that because – uh, Shannon, I don't know if you had COVID at all. 
Um, but I, I had it in, it takes a bit of time for you to get back to normal. Um, you can be feeling normal, but even sure. the recovery time, um, just your muscles kind of lag and you just don't feel right. So, uh, I think in a couple weeks, we're going to really by next week, we should start to see him, um, elevating back to where he truly should be. But I still think he had an outstanding game. Um, but there were a couple turnovers he had that I thought just were kind of careless, sloppy play, not really controlling the ball, trying to do a little bit too much or be too fancy. Uh, and so I'd like to see him clean that up and tighten that up as the season progresses and he gets back out there more. Yeah, two turnovers for Jalen Graham, uh, six points on uh, three of eight shooting. He took two threes. Obviously, we mentioned the 0 for 4 mark from the free throw line. The only other person that missed a free throw is Marion Jackson. Um, he was 4 for 5. Sun Devil shot 72% from the line thanks to almost only Jalen Graham's misses. Um, leading in minutes tonight, uh, Kamani Lawrence and Marion Jackson doesn't surprise me at all. Leading them by far, 34 and 33 minutes. The next close yeah. was Luther Muhammad at 29 minutes. Um, I, Luther, you know, you look at the box score, uh, for Luther uh, he put up a three in the first half. Well, there was no time left on the shot clock. I know it was ugly, uh, but there was no time left on the shot clock. Well, no, but I'm pretty sure Bobby Hurley's face was like, yeah, it was an ugly I'm going to smack the shit out of you. Um, I, I wanted to see the close up of Bobby Hurley's face. I wanted yeah. to talk about that actually for a minute. Cause I just, I love Bobby Hurley. I love a fired up Bobby Hurley. I like when he gets uh, nice and feisty. And I, <laughs> I know Shane likes that too. Oh, so, yeah. you know, that was one of those moments where I was kind of hoping he would get a little more turned up than he did. But, you know, he gave him that death glare for sure. Yeah, I think it was a death glare to the whole team. That possession was a waste of a possession that <laughs> unfortunately ended up in Luther Muhammad's hands to hoist a three. He was two for five from the three-point line, so 40%, pretty good mark. Uh, nine points, and as I said, you look at the box score, you don't see much. I mean, you got two steals, um, only one rebound, but he did so much more than just that on uh, on defense. The, the team defense of this team, it's so less frustrating than watching a normal – NBA style team defense where it's switch everything, switch everything, switch everything. You the, they only switch when it's guard on guard or big on big. The, the I've seen I saw Jalen Graham a couple times come out and hedge really hard and get back to his guy. And Luther Muhammad, when needed, would switch on to anybody. And that's something that he brings. He can do. He's six foot six, um, big, long wingspan, uh, really smart defender, really fast defender, really just an all-around good defender. And as I mentioned, you, you don't looking at the box score doesn't do it justice. He's uh, we need to create a stat for him, like uh, uh, annoyances per game. He probably had eight annoyances per game. He's averaging right. eight AP, APG, and that's not assists per game. Like we need like a and and like there needs to be like an N, like annoyances, like and oh A N P G, yeah. I like it. Okay, and, he had eight and except for I tonight. was saying paga. Yeah, yeah. It depends on where you put the emphasis on the G, yeah. whatever. Well, but yeah, you, it definitely could be a stat for sure. You know where we can put emphasis? Um, this shirt, uh, and PHNX. you can get this shirt at the PHNX locker. And Britt has some good stuff at gophnx.com stuff about the women's team, stuff about men's basketball, stuff about our football team, stuff about everything ASU. Britt, why don't you break it down for them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you head on over to gophnx.com. Uh, we got lots of stuff over there for you. Uh, coming up tomorrow morning will be the Pac-12 picks of the week for football as we are heading in to week 12 already. Oh, my gosh. It's absolutely insanity right now um, in terms of the race for the divisions for the North and the South. Uh, some Sun Devils are a little mistaken on who they should be rooting for this weekend. I've heard some people say that they're rooting for Utah 
We'll, uh, hey, because we'll, they absolutely we'll break this down on Friday. Oregon? Yeah. Um, wrong decision. Let me just tell you that. Wrong decision. Um, but, yeah, so much on the line, so much excitement. Um, and even the two games where there's not a lot on the line, you got the Crosstown rivalry with UCLA and USC, and then you have uh, the big game between Stanford and Cal. So a ton of stuff going on this week. Gonna it's going to be super exciting. I think – I'm actually going to throw this out there. I think Arizona, depending on how they play against Washington and how things shake out, uh, might surprise some people. Um, and I know I, I say that sparingly because I know it was a close game against ASU, but um, I, nobody expected Arizona to play – or I'm saying against Washington State. I'm sorry. Nobody expected Arizona to play uh, – Utah that close. Utah as close as they did, so – um, anyways, getting back to it, though, a lot to discuss, a lot to break down. You're going to want to check out this Pac-12 picks and predictions for this week. Um, we also have, like Shane said, some stories on ASU's uh, women's basketball, ASU's men's hoops. Uh, we have pretty much everything going on over there, some volleyball. Yeah, and, not yeah, only and do you more get, coming soon. Not only do you get Brit's ASU content, you get every content. When you get a GoPHNX membership, you can get your first month for just 50 cents if you want to try it out. Or you can get a sweet t-shirt when you get an annual membership for just under 60 bucks. So go be, become part of the yep. family at GoPHNX.com. As Britt said, we have a lot to break down um, tomorrow for football. Um, but uh, as I mentioned earlier, ASU has a huge game. They got some time to rest uh, on Wednesday. Uh, they got just under a week to prepare for number nine Baylor uh, in the battle for Atlantis, neutral site. So you don't have to worry about that. That game tips at 5.30. We'll be coming to you live right after the game, as always. Um, And then they got their first Pac-12 game against Washington State on December 1st. But first, it's Thanksgiving. It is. I love Thanksgiving. Um, It's my favorite holiday, if you didn't know. Uh, (laughs) I know most people have, like, other favorite holidays, not Thanksgiving. I'm going to start dressing up for Thanksgiving. Um. My dressing up is wearing sweatpants because I can just eat and keep getting fat and lay and be comfortable, but also not need to have a blanket and be warm. So I think, very convenient. I think, I think this weekend I'm going to ask a bunch of people what they're dressing up as for Thanksgiving and see what they say. Ooh, that'd be a good man <laughs> on the street. We should do that for, that for word on the street. That would be well. Um, sixty-five, sixty-three, tough loss, heartbreaker for the Sun Devils. They fall to two and two. Next game, as I said, is on Wednesday against Baylor. Uh, we'll be live after that. We'll also be live tomorrow at Yikes. five o'clock um, for our Friday fun day. As always, breaking down some ASU football. We and don't have some can, fun. Can ASU make the Rose Bowl? We'll break that down for you tomorrow. Uh, we'll also be coming. I to might you live. have a heart attack in the <laughs> next forty-eight hours, Shane. We'll also be coming to you live right after the Oregon State football game. Uh, game means a lot to the Sun Devils to keep their hopes alive for just about anything. Um, that game is at 8.30 p.m. Arizona time, so we're going to be troopers. The post-game show will probably start around midnight pending the game, or it could start at 12.30 if they want to have another Washington State game. Um, but we will see about that. Uh, Sun yeah. Devils are, I believe – three-point favorites in that game right now at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX, by the way. Um, yeah, that's all we have tonight, folks. Britt, do you have anything else to say to the people? Uh, just follow us on Twitter and tell everyone to watch us. Oh, that's yeah, all. you got your new, new handle. handle. That's it. I did. Hey, I changed it. So I do two T's for Lit with Britt because some girl who had like 50 <laughs> followers that hasn't used Twitter since 2016 had regular Lit with Britt. So hmm. I was like, meh. You can follow me right there at Shane Deef. 
Um, you can follow PHNX Sun Devils at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow PHNX underscore sports across all socials, including YouTube. Leave a like and subscribe. If you're listening on audio, leave a review. It means a lot. Uh, share with your friends. Let us know. And go get some sweet, sweet merch over at the PHNX Locker. We will be back tomorrow, as I said, at 5 p.m. Thank you for tuning in, as always, and peace.